are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. We are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Healer Show. I'm Dr. Susan Allison and you are the Empowered Healer of yourself, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You are the empowered healer of your life. Our show today is called Healing Spiritual Wounds with healer, author, and talk show host, Yvonne Perry, who also is known by Lavender Rose. She'll be telling her personal story about religious addiction and spiritual transformation. Yvonne will also help those of you who have been carrying energetic burdens that belong to someone else. Just to give you a little background on Yvonne Perry, which is extensive, she is the successful author of numerous books. Some of them are Whose Stuff Is This? Finding Freedom from the Thoughts, Feelings, and Energy of Those Around You, and the Sid series of 12 children's stories. She's also a metaphysical teacher and speaker with a desire to help people transform their limiting beliefs. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and she's an author, podcast host, blogger, and an outstanding keynote speaker. She's a graduate of the American Institute of Holistic Theology and holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Metaphysics. She's also received uh, the Distinguished Toastmaster Award for her exemplary speaking skills. She is often invited to speak at events such on such topics as near-death experience, the afterlife, psychic gifts, and spiritual transformation, which she will be talking about today. So, hi, Yvonne. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate the opportunity to share with your listeners today. Good. And I apologize uh, to you and the listeners. Apparently, there were technical difficulties uh, in the studio, in the production area. So uh, we're starting a bit late. So hope you all still uh, hung in there and joined us. And thanks, uh, Yvonne, for your patience. Sure. So we're so lucky to have you. You are a busy woman and um, just reading your credentials. And I know that uh, I am very interested in, in a part of your story and that listeners will be as well, which is about what happened to you um, early on in your life that you have termed uh, both religious abuse and religious addiction. And would you feel comfortable sharing your story with listeners? I would be happy to. Great. Well, I'm supposed to start from the. Are you ready? <laughs> I am. Okay. To start from the beginning, I was raised in a fundamentalist, traditional Southern Baptist church, and as I grew older, I continued to walk that path. And by the time I was about 18 years old, I had married and switched uh, into um, an even stronger, more star- staunch 
fundamentalist background with my husband, and we continued there until our marriage ended when I was about 40 years old. So I would have to say that religion has been both a blessing as well as an obstacle in my life. And as you know, with all obstacles, you can either go around them or you can be stuck or go over them. I chose to just kind of go over it and use it as a stepping stone to the path that I'm on now. So I'm not here to bash any kind of religion. I'm just going to share my experience and what happened to me. I've always been one who is very in touch with the spiritual world. I can remember having a very close relationship as I would go to sleep at night, even as a child, with angels, with um, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and could always feel that spirit moving within me and was very comforted by that. I was also in touch with some spirit guides and with some deceased people that I did not understand or have any language to put on that experience. And, of course, the church was not supportive in that because those things were taboo, as was uh, taught you know, from the Bible, that you just don't deal with those kind of mediumships and, and psychic experiences. Well, I had to come to a point within my life, personally, when, when I was divorcing and my entire life fell apart during that dark night of the soul, I was faced with a decision as to whether or not I would continue on that religious path that was not congruent with the experiences I was having. In other words, would I would continue with my parents' religion and my upbringing and its limited um, insight into the spirit world, or would I go with what I knew what I was experiencing personally and continue to develop those gifts? Well, I... As you might guess, of course, I chose to go a more liberating path to my authentic self and have embraced those gifts now. And, of course, you can imagine some of the things that I walked through in trying to leave that because when you've been steeped in a particular mindset of separation from God, of being punished by God, of being told that if you didn't believe a certain way, you would not hold position in church, if your mm-hmm. behavior was substandard, and didn't meet the criteria. So a lot of rules and regulations that I was simply tired of. I felt like they had governed my marriage to the point that I was suppressed as a submissive wife who could never assert the authority of her husband, who could not voice her own opinions without uh, receiving some type of um, reprimand. So, And when my marriage fell apart, I thought, well, I don't have that anymore to hold over me. Who am I really, and where am I going from here? So my path switched then, and I began searching all kinds of other religions, other belief systems. I went to American Institution of uh, Holistic Theology and earned my uh, bachelor's there in metaphysics. Learned a lot more that gave me some perspective on some of the beliefs that I already held. And I have to say that understanding God and spirit from a metaphysical perspective, without all the limitations and the dogma and the doctrine surrounding it, my relationship with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus Christ is stronger and more intimate and more fulfilling today than it ever has been in my life. So I've not regretted that decision. Mm-hmm. Now, in walking that path, of course, I had some gifts that were coming up, like mm-hmm. I said, that were not appreciated by the church. No. And one of those gifts was the gift of intercession, I was able to pray very fervently for people and see miraculous results for them. With the laying on of hands, people were being healed. 
emotionally people were being strengthened. And I was said to have the gift of prophecy and the gift of encouragement when I was associating in Pentecostal circles. Uh, when I was trying to kind of break away from some of the fundamentalists and, and to find a new approach without giving up my belief system, but find a different approach that might be more accepting of some of the gifts and help me develop those gifts. And I found some support in that in the Pentecostal church and was baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues and all that kind of stuff. So I was very open to whatever Spirit had for me. And at the same time, I wanted it to be authentic. I wanted to own what I believed. And the only way I could find that was to leave the organized religion, which I called was abusive. Um, and the reason I say that is because I allowed it to govern my life to a point where I didn't know myself anymore. I was someone else. It's like I was walking in, in shoes that didn't fit, and I was always a misfit, whether I was in church or or in my uh, uh my personal times of prayer where I would pray three and four hours a day in intercession for other people, not realizing that I was picking up some of the energy and some of the illnesses and the emotional disturbances of the people that I was trying to help. <laughs> and that's what led me to discover the gift of empathy and to write a book about that and about how that gift manifests in many people's lives and they feel tired and drained and sick all the time and not really understanding what's going on energetically. So taking a look behind the scenes, which is what metaphysics is all about, and understanding the energetic properties that's of what's going on, you get a better feeling and a better uh, identification. You get some names and labels for what you're experiencing that helps you to explain it to other people. Now, after writing my book about being an empath, I have found so many people writing me back to say, Oh my God, this is exactly what I've been experiencing. These are the, the dilemmas that have been on, on my life that have disrupted my personal freedom and my um, emotional freedom all of my life. And to finally have somebody who understands that and can offer some exercises, some meditations, some uh, visualizations and, and help for that has just been a blessing to them as well as to me because it's always been my, my desire to be able to help other people, I think with that gift of empathy comes the responsibility and the desire to help others. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, I have a question about when you left the church, um, how did people treat you when you left? And I was thinking as you were on your journey, did you have any anyone who was supporting you? I know that spirit was supporting you, but what happened when you left the church in terms of how people treated you and, and did you have support at all? I had very little support. In fact, when, when I left the church, I was also going through a divorce. So the mm. church that we were attending frowned upon divorce. They always thought that you could work it out, um, that you could pray yourself more. And I thought, well, if praying three to five hours a day is not enough, I don't know what it's going to take to keep this marriage together, but it's not happening. <laughs> so <laughs> I had no support for that. In fact, people were um, actually condemning me. Because uh, not trying hard enough, not trusting God, not having enough faith were some of the terms that they used to describe my behavior and my decision to leave that marriage, that very disempowering marriage. But, you know, I don't blame my ex-husband. In fact, we're still very good friends. It's just that the religion that bore down on our method of doing relationships was not working. And yes. we didn't know how to change it. And we were yep. just lost. We were just totally lost. So as far as support, no, my um, 
My mother tried the best that she could to understand what was going on, but because there was so much secrecy and hiding, um, because we were leaders in the church, we had to present a perfect image. We mm. couldn't be involved in certain things. So, in other words, you couldn't have problems. You lived in a glass house, and you had to present that type of image. Mm. Under the surface, there was a lot of turmoil, but we didn't even talk about it. My ex-husband and I didn't even talk about it because that would be like admitting that you had a problem. Oh, and boy. in counseling, you don't do that either because, again, you have a problem. We didn't want to admit that we had any problems, so we continued to suffer in silence until it finally just erupted. Wow. You know, it reminds me, I was on a, a show um, years ago when my Conscious Divorce book came out and the talk show host was Fundamentalist, and he attacked me for writing a book that was against the Bible. And I can remember, I don't know where it came from, probably from Spirit, but I said, well, my God is a loving God who wouldn't want anyone to be in, abuse, in an abusive situation who wants us to be happy and joyful beings. Every single, um, you know, religious uh, religion talks about living a life of joy and, and um, serving here uh, in joy. So, but I understand exactly what you're talking about because that, that happened to me um, many times when I brought out my divorce book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask um, also about um, your experience where you, you talk about soul exchange. And we can't get too much into this because we're coming up on a break, but can you just explain at least what you mean about the fact that you had a soul exchange, that you had one soul and, you know, it, you released it and then another soul walked in. And I also wanted to know if that affected your name change. So can you, if you can just start defining, but then we're going to have to take a break in a little bit. Okay. You just jump in and let me know. All right. Well, You've explained it quite well. Uh, you get to a certain point in your spiritual growth many times to where that you reach a ceiling or a plateau and you have accomplished what you can in this life, and it's time for that soul to leave. Now, the general way that a soul leaves is through the portal of death. Yeah. But there are some times when a soul may leave and actually in, uh, switch places with a soul that's on the other side or in the afterlife, and in doing so, these incoming souls... Is typically a higher vibrating soul from a pure realm of consciousness that has a better perspective on the big picture and comes in and takes over the karma and the life that is in progress for the first soul and allows that soul to move on then to be released from the burdens of being in body without having to upset the family through a death. Hmm. That, that that's not to say that the family, of course, doesn't recognize some changes. To them, it looked like I was having a ner- nervous breakdown. Yes. And there were times when I almost uh, accepted that that prognosis. But then walking through it and looking back on it, I'm thinking, no, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get into it a little bit more about how I found out, how I discovered that that was what had occurred because, of course, there was no frame of reference or language for such an experience in the background that I had. So this was one of those experiences which was not congruent with the teachings. Yes, yes, and we'll get into more of it in a little bit. I just wanted to say that my clients often come thinking they're having a nervous breakdown, and what we find out is they're having what I call a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like it's not a it's it's not a breakdown; it's a breakthrough. breakthrough. It's not that their heart is they're not heart their heart is not breaking; it's breaking open. And I talk about it in those terms, so it's very much 
uh, in keeping with what you're saying uh, here, Yvonne, and I'm looking forward to hearing about if there were any ceremonies or rituals or anything that happened along the way. Um, but it is time to take a break, and um, we'll be right back talking with Yvonne Perry about healing spiritual wounds. online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Are you experiencing imbalance and disharmony in your life? Do you feel like you're laboring under the burden of emotional trauma, failing relationships, or unresolved grief? Learn ways to turn your life around. Set yourself on the path of transformation with host Anjali Chug. Our topics of discussion will show you the way to feel happy and liberated. Start by tuning in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, for Path of Transformation on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. 7th Wave Network. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. We have Yvonne Perry here, who's the metaphysical teacher. And we've been having a fascinating discussion about her early uh, experiences in, the, in a fundamentalist church and how she left, found a different spiritual path that was more in keeping with who she is. And we were just talking about something called soul exchange, if you're just tuning in which is an experience that she had where she exchanged um, her old soul really for a new soul. 
And I was asking her right before the break about that. So, Yvonne, can you explain ex- kind of more specifically what happened? And if you if you did some kind of ceremony, if it happened just spontaneously and so forth. Okay. Well, it happened spontaneously the night that I had gone out with a girlfriend. I was breaking free of some of the uh, restrictive practices of my first marriage, which did not allow me to have any friends, especially uh, friends that would take me to movies and things that were taboo according to my religion. So I had gone to see Toy Story with a girlfriend and came home, and my ex-husband met me at the top of the steps and was just very displeased with my having gone out. Um, we had not argued before then. We had always stuffed things under the rug, so this was a new experience for me. And I told him, you know, I'm like, what do you want me to do? And we agreed right um, right then and there. He said something which I won't even repeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, but it led me to know that the marriage was over. And I still didn't want to leave. I, I kind of saw it for coming because I was trying some new things and it was being met with um, disapproval, with his feeling insecure about me becoming an empowered woman and breaking free of some of the things that had held us together. So when he said that, I remember just passing out on the floor. I just collapsed, Mm. and I could not get up. I was, like, pinned to the floor. It felt like something was holding me on the floor. And rather than panicking, which would be a typical thing that you might feel like in a situation like that, I felt the calmness and a peace that came over me, and I heard a voice saying, just be still. This is for your own good. And I thought, well, okay, that must be the Holy Spirit or an angel or something, so I'm just going to lay here and stop fighting this and stop resisting it. And my husband, of course, was trying to get me to come too, and my daughter was in there, Mama, Mama. It was just a, a horrible fiasco. But after about 15 minutes, I was, like, released, and I got up, and I felt so different. And I thought, what has just occurred? I have no idea. But I went upstairs uh, to my son's bedroom. He had just left home. Uh, He was 18, so he was out on his own then. And I stayed in his room that night contemplating what had happened and what was my next step and was this marriage going to survive. And by morning, when the sun rose, I went downstairs, packed my bags, and walked out the door. Wow. That was so different because here I was in a marriage where the wife does not assert any kind of authority or any kind of power. And all of a sudden, I'm packing my bags and leaving. And never looking back with any kind of regret, I left organized religion within the next six months. These are some of the changes that I experienced. Leaving the marriage, leaving religion, finding a new mate within like three months after leaving my marriage. In fact, my marriage divorce was in process. While When I met this uh, the man who is now my husband, we married after ten weeks of knowing each other. Because I felt so certain and so direct. It was like somebody else was driving the vehicle. Like I was no longer in the driver's seat. I was sitting in the back going, "Uh, turn here. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Wow. It was just a very strange occurrence. I changed jobs. I moved out. I got my own place. I mean, I I had a temporary job or a part-time job, but that was not going to be enough to sustain me on my own um, without the income of my husband. Mm. So I was then... Working for the first time in my life, I'd always been a stay-at-home mom with just a little piddling here and there and a little part-time stuff. So here I was working full-time. Began to really question everything that I had ever believed 
and began to heal myself, became very interested in healing my emotions and my body and standing up for myself. It's, it's like a 180 change just occurred overnight, and the process of moving forward brought some really positive but sudden changes for my life that caused my family to say things like, you're not my mama. You're not the same person you used to be. You're so different. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what all what all that meant because inside, yes, I felt different, but I also felt like I had died and come back. That's the way it felt. I had died and come back, kind of like a near-death experience type thing. And it wow. wasn't until two years later when I was talking with a, a woman who was a healer, and she began to talk about her walk-in story in which her soul left and a new soul came in. And all of a sudden, my body just started vibrating and feeling full of energy and electricity and a warm wash of spirit energy just flooded my body and this aha moment came in which I went that's what happened to me oh now I understand now I have something to call it so I can begin my research to find out more about it at that time this was like in 2003 2004 There was not a lot of material out there about soul exchanges, soul shifts, soul soul braids, or any of the phenomena that we uh, encounter where a soul leaves without actually having the body die. Now, this is a pre-incarnate arrangement where two souls have agreed to, for the first soul to come in and experience the birth, childhood, infancy years, the teenage years, and then another soul, usually at midlife, but not always, usually at midlife, will come in and then take the latter half of the life to fulfill its mission. Wow. It's really a wise use of human resources, if you think about it. <laughs> it sure is. Now, have you been in, in con- one body. Co- contact with other people who've had this experience? I have had, uh, yes. In fact, there's an organization called We International, uh, started back in 1990s, uh, which was when a lot of walk-ins were occurring, enough that there was actually a movement going on where people were looking for support with one another. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that group when I was searching for information on it. It wasn't until about two years ago when I partnered with the um, with the one of the leaders of that organization. Liz Nelson was the original founder of the organization, mm-hmm. but she had some people who were uh, support and key people in that organization. One of them was Faith Rinoli. And uh, she was the one that I partnered with and helped me understand a little bit more about the different types of soul exchanges and about the history and some of the conferences that had been uh, presented to help other people who had had similar experiences. It kind of put the pieces back together and get some understanding because when something like that happens to you, there's always this puzzle in the back of your mind. Why did this happen? How did this happen? Is it even possible for something like this to happen? But again, it explains some of the things that happened where you've had no basis for understanding what, why you forgot your childhood, why your own mother seemed like a stranger to you, why your own children, you didn't feel the connection that you once felt with them, why there were so many sudden changes like job changes and leaving organized religion and, and marrying and while still uh, going through a divorce, some of those things, just feeling like I wasn't the person driving, like there had a driver had shifted. That's the way it felt to me. The yeah. driver of my life had shifted. And that's yeah, exactly I, what happened. 
I yeah, it's fascinating. And you know, I think probably listeners are going, "Oh my gosh, did that happen to me?" Because I'm going, "Oh my gosh, I think it happened to me in 1994." And I won't get into it because I want you, uh, you know, to highlight you on the show, but Everything in my life changed in 1994. I mean, everything you can possibly imagine, and I had courage that I'd never had before and went out into the world, this empowered person, knowing my mission. And, um, yeah, so you and I will talk, but I want to, want to, I have so much more to ask you, but I just wanted to say that what you just shared really resonates with me. Mm. And with a, probably with a lot of people, spirit will lead. I believe the Spirit leads us to the information that we need, to the people that have the knowledge that we need to be able to understand and, and process this. Because we are in a shift right now, and there are a lot more people having these experiences. We had a big influence in the 80s and 90s, and we're seeing another one as, as 2012 is coming That's into right. you know, the first, second, first quarter. We're yep. seeing a lot more people who are having these experiences. That's really true. As, as our planet transforms... And transcends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard that it's 2012. It's a setup year. 2013 to 2016 is going to be um, kind of the period. Uh, a lot of the books I've read and people I've been talking to are talking about that period. So I have another question for you about uh, being an empath. And you mentioned in the introduction, you mentioned some things about taking on other people's energy when you were praying for them and laying on hands and trying to help people. You were taking on their stuff, which, of course, led you eventually to write your book. But can you share a bit about your experience and then for our listeners, help them learn to protect themselves from other people's energy? Okay. Well, let me give you an example. I mentioned that I was an intercessor. So my sister-in-law's mother was being, had been diagnosed with liver cancer and was feeling uh, very lethargic, no energy. She was having uh, bouts of diarrhea. Um, mm-hmm. Her entire digestive system was uh, upset in combination with the liver failing. I began to take on the same symptoms as I prayed for her that she was having. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's scary. Was, this was like in 2005. And I began to have that, and I thought, something is strange about this, and I don't understand why I'm having all these symptoms, but there is something not right about this. And I went to my doctor with, other than diarrhea, not a lot going on. I just felt it internally. Mm. So they ran some tests. I couldn't find anything conclusive, but I continued to insist there's something wrong. We've got to find it out. So finally, at my insistence, a doctor did a colonoscopy and found a tumor in my colon as well as some polyps, and immediately, immediately scheduled me for surgery before I even left the office wow. because they were thinking cancer. Wow. I had actually caught cancer, if you can <laughs> imagine wow. that. I know someone I else had... that that happened to as well. And we're going to need to take a break, Yvonne, but hold okay. that thought, and I will hold it for the listeners when we come right back. All right. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Goodbye, self-critical. Hello, self-thrilled. 
Can you define your talent in six words or less? Are you using your inner resource, intuition, to teach you how? Listening to Joyce Anderson of Conversations with Yourself will work your intuitive muscle to discover your divine talent. Each week, your host, Joyce Anderson, teaches practices to jumpstart your intuition as your GPS to becoming self-thrilled. From sports to business to music and food, talent is everywhere. Find yours. Joyce and her guests will share their how-to stories on being self-thrilled. Tune in to Conversations with Yourself, Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Channel and ignite your talent. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are having an amazing conversation with Yvonne Perry, who is a metaphysical teacher and many other things. And she's just been talking about an experience where she actually took on cancer uh, of the colon by being so empathic and working on someone uh, that she actually took on their disease. And so before we hear her, I just want to say that my, you know, spiritual teacher that was my teacher till I mean she died at 98 an amazing woman she said that she actually got breast cancer from doing the same thing of she was a nurse at that time a physical therapist as well as a healer who did hands-on healing with people and she told me then she did not protect herself and she and she did take on the cancer of her patient and so I wanted to say that this isn't the first time I've heard that so Yvonne please continue your story okay well it at that time I realized I was going to have to put some protective measures in place I didn't know what that meant exactly but I knew that I had to put something around me and what I began to, to visualize was a bubble of light around me And the Bible talks about the fiery darts of the evil one not being able to penetrate our armor. And that's where I was drawing from, you know, reaching back into my uh, Bible days and and trying to make application of some of the knowledge that I had when there wasn't much else on the topic at the time. 
so I just began to see myself with this armor on, with this um, light bubble around me. I began to work with Ascended Masters. By that time, I had understood that Jesus Christ was an Ascended Master, and I was calling upon him to protect me and put uh, light around me. I did a lot of visualizations where I was grounding my energy into the earth and just not taking on that because I realize now that the purpose of taking on someone else's energy is to transmute it. It's bearing one another's burdens mm. in order to let that law or that karma pass on through. You're transmuting karma, sickness, illness, emotional disturbances for another person. And if you try to do that in your own energy, the armor of flesh will fail you. If you do it in the strength that's given us, in the armor of Christ, in the armor of the Christ consciousness, with the protective armor around you, then you are tapping into a higher energy, a higher frequency, where healing flows through you rather than you absorbing the detrimental energy of those that are releasing a karma. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense now that I'm looking back on it, why, first of all, I was being affected by it, because I was ignorant, <laughs> and why it's working now and I'm able to do the same work with less effort and no backlash. Yeah. So that's you know, what I'm teaching yeah. in my book, those yeah, exercises. I'm, the book, now this is the book that you've already written. Can you mention the title to people? Yes, it's Whose Stuff Is This? Finding Freedom from the thoughts, feelings, and energy of those around you. Whostuffisthis.com. Is Is that where they can uh, get the book, and are there other websites you want to mention? It's on Amazon as well, but I like for people to come by the blog because there are so many other things there that will help people who are in this situation. There are CDs and MP3 files. There are articles and recommended reading for other works that I have um, uh, actually walked through and worked through, so you're going to be getting stuff that I have already kind of like mm-hmm. test drove. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's come helpful. to the blog, whostuffisthis.com. Or if you want to just go straight to Amazon, it is on there. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's for um, the Kindle reader as well as in print. But the blog is a really good place to start if you're just looking for information. You know, I love your websites. You're just, you're my guru of, of the website because, you, you know, you have so many. You have like a website for everything you do. I love it. So That's if they went I'm to, from a book marketing uh, background as a writer. So. I know, but if they go to that website you just mentioned, will it, can it also lead them to some of your other websites? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, By great. Clicking on the books, you're going to see, uh, other books by Yvonne Perry. Or you can awesome. do a Google. Awesome. So what I was wondering is if you could either lead us in an exercise, and I didn't prepare you for that I would ask this because I didn't know I was going to ask it, if you could lead us in an exercise or you could tell people what they could do so that they could put up some protection or they could do something if they're particularly working with people who are ill or they're uh, in some service profession or therapy, um, what they could do either daily or however you recommend, how often, uh, to protect themselves and how often they need to do it. So I'm wondering if you could do something kind of with us right now. Oh, absolutely. I'll do a grounding and centering exercise that I learned oh, several years ago that I'm, I still use today because, point blank, it works. <laughs> Great. Uh, and I, It depends on how much you are taking up uh, on, how much you've got in your field right now as to how often you need to do it. 
for me, I can feel when I need to do it, but for others, you might want to do it several times a day, especially if you're around a lot of people, a lot of detrimental energy, and you feel like you're picking that up. So what you would do, I like to start by just calming myself with a few deep breaths and just allowing myself to relax. That's the way I get in touch with my heart center. That's where love abides and there's peace and there's joy. You want to tap into that kind of energy because the opposite of fear is love. So you're going to tap into love. And what's causing a lot of this karma to be released is because fear put it there in the first place. We've embraced fear and we're letting go of fear. So the opposite of fear is love. We're going to put a lot of love into our heart and into our field, and that raises our vibration. So that puts us out of the reach of the what the Bible calls the enemy. This is out of the reach of the enemy of fear and limited thinking. So as we do that and we take a few deep breaths, we begin to see a light, a very bright light. Think of it as the Christ star or the central sun of our universe. And just see that energy pouring into the top of the head at the crown chakra and flowing all the way through the body. And around that protective bubble that's on the outside of our body, filling it with love and light and a higher vibration. And now taking that energy all the way through our body and down through the feet and through the feet into the earth, all the way into the core of the earth where it just kind of latches on and anchors us and grounds us. And as we're being filled with that light, I like to envision then sparkling, glittery light just twinkling and clearing and cleaning and kind of absorbing like the algae eater in an aquarium, just eating up all of that detrimental energy. And then I call uh, upon Ascended Master Jesus Christ to be with me, to cloak me with his beautiful golden light. I call upon Archangel Michael for the protector angel and I see his blue light encircling my aura, filling my aura. And then I call upon Ascended Master Saint Germain in his violet light of transmutation. And this is like a flame that surrounds the entire aura and it's helping to burn off any energy that's no longer serving me, that's not of any use to where I'm at now. It's stuff I've picked up in the past, and it's stuff from other people, and I'm just letting it be absorbed into that light. And as it's transmuted, then it's neutralized to where it no longer affects me in a detrimental manner, and therefore I can use that energy as chi or prana to help me to continue to manage my life and to operate in love. So I'm kind of converting, like an AC-DC adapter, converting that detrimental energy, neutralizing it, and then using it for another purpose. Energy Mm -hmm. can't be destroyed, but it can be converted, can be transformed. Transmuted. Yes, transmuted. Mm -hmm. And then I I sometimes do a second um, part of that to where I begin to see... Uh, cosmic gold light in my aura and I'm absorbing that into my body as well as drawing up earth energy, energy mm-hmm. from Mother Gaia, her very grounding and centering, anchoring energy and I draw that up mm-hmm. through my feet and I allow it to run through a circuit in my body 
uh, through all the chakras and just mm-hmm. feed me the energy. So once I cleaned out, I'm now filling back up. Yes. So I'm Beautiful. filling up with love and light. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm so relaxed. <laughs> and uh, I hope I can finish the show. I'm so relaxed. Um, that was so wonderful. Thank you. And it's something people can use. I love to have uh, guests give listeners tools, give them things they can take with them and use at home. And one thing I have to say, Vaughn, is in my book, Empowered Healer, I have a similar exercise in part two that came to me in my sacred garden where I go when I meditate and Jesus taught me to bring in golden light through the top of my head and um, send it wherever I needed in my body and I healed my shoulder from a terrible shoulder injury, a cycling injury and I use it with clients who come in uh, who have injuries or illness as we bring, I teach them to bring this golden light through a little trap door in the top of their head. So I think it's amazing um, how similar uh, that is, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if listeners also um, have experienced that. Yeah, I remember we, uh, hearing that on your CD, and I thought, wow, that's that's neat that we both got that, and we didn't even know each other at the time when we received that. And I didn't even know this about you until right now, uh, <laughs> that you, that you uh, used that. You know, and also when I've done some psychic trainings, um, they talk about putting certainty blue, whatever color blue uh, is certainty blue for you mm-hmm. around your aura. And so you told us to bring in that beautiful blue of, of Michael. Mm-hmm. And then, but I, but I haven't heard about the, is it St. Germain that where you brought mm-hmm. in the, the lavender? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love, I'm going to add that to, to my, my little meditation that I do. So I wanted to just ask you, uh, bring us up to date with you, which is what are you up to right now? Um, do you have a, a book that you're working on? Do you have um, any uh, podcasts or anything that you'd like to announce for people to listen to, any classes? Uh, here's a good time for you to um, talk about your work that you're doing now. Okay, great. Thank you. I actually am doing several tele-summits, and these are on weareoneinspirit.com website. Um, we're doing a free telesummit that has about 14 speakers on it with Dr. Karen Good on relationships. And I will be presenting empaths in relationship, whether you're in a relationship with another empath or a non-empath, how empaths do relationships. That was one place I failed in my first marriage, and I've learned from it, and now I would like to share that. The book that I am currently writing is going to be um, a part two of the empath book that I wrote last year. And I'm going to carry it a step further and help people to integrate some of these higher, purer frequencies that are coming to us from the cosmos as the earth is shifting into higher consciousness and is expanding its own auric field and vibration and how that's affecting us, what to do about it. I always like to present what's going on and then show here are some steps that you can use to help it. And just like the exercise we did today, that book will also mm-hmm. be filled with exercises because we're experiencing a lot of uh, symptoms in our physical and emotional bodies due to the shift that we're undergoing. Uh, we are one in spirit.com has all the books that I've written as well as the audios that I have done, mm-hmm. uh, some MP3 files. In fact, there's a free MP3 file on we are one in spirit.com where the visualization that we did today has been set to music, and I'm walking you through it at a much slower pace so that you can Wonderful. feel the effects of it. Wonderful. Um, so those are some of the things that I'm up to. The podcast that you're going to be on next yes. week, I believe it is, 
is We Are One in Spirit podcast, and it's also accessed from the same place, weareoneinspirit.com. And you can find all the, the replays to all the shows that I have done since 2009, I believe. Wow. So Wonderful. looking forward to having you on that show. You know, I'm excited, too. I was going to mention that, that I'm going to be on your show on the 26th at noon Pacific. And we're going to be talking about divine downloads, about how... Um, you know, the divine has just come through me and brought poems and songs and, you know, all the lyrics, the melodies just sort of download. And it's been a miracle in my life just in the last five years that that's happening. And poetry has come in that way in the past, but I look forward to being on your show and sharing that with listeners. Yeah, and I look forward to that, too. We do have a lot in common. I was the keyboardist and worship leader in some of the churches that we were in. So um, we share that musical background, that love for music. Yeah, well, it's of the heart, you know, the, the mm-hmm. nonfiction, the nonfiction writing I, I, I feel is cognitive. It comes from, kind of from my brain and it's real linear. But the, the poetry, the, the songs, they're, they're definitely from my heart and are at a feeling level that is just really different from the nonfiction is what I've noticed. Wonderful. So thank you so you much. The yeah. Pardon? The song that you open the show with is one that you have wrote. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, the song that you heard, yeah, opening my show, um, someone, another listener wrote to me and asked about the music, and and it is music that I've written, and um, I'm excited to share it with people. It's got great energy. I love it. Thank you so much. And, you know, Yvonne, thank you so much for being here, and I'm uh, thrilled that you were on the show, and I'd love to have you back again, and uh, I hope that listeners will contact you because you have such a wealth of knowledge. Thanks so much. Thank you, Susan. And so, until next week, uh, when we have Leslie Tierra on our show, she's an acupuncturist and healer who will be talking about the importance of healing the whole person. And this will be next week. So, until then, this is Dr. Susan Allison reminding you that you are the empowered healer of your life. Thanks for listening, and be well. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are held in the arms of the God.